Getting a financial advisor could be the latest benefit employers are using to recruit talent. We have best-selling author David Bach here to give us the scoop on a business he knows a whole lot about. It is Wednesday, October 28th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm David Bach, coming to you from my very grown-up dining room table in Florence, Italy. You are just too cool, David. All right, here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines. We add in the insights and the wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders, including David Bach. We mix in questions and comments from our money friends, both from our live audience and all over social media. And most of all, we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. David Bach, welcome back. Bobby, it's always good to see you. Thank you for having me on your show. By the way, everybody who's listening can't see me holding <laughs> this up, but I'm holding up the money with friends. Lo- lo- I guess it's not. It's a coffee mug you sent me it's all the way. It's a coffee mug. So. Yes, Thank it's not you. as fancy as those little Italian um, coffee mugs with all your cappuccinos there. I can't. By the way, in your um, in your Instagram, people should follow you there. By the way, it's uh, David L. Bach. You do talk about how inexpensive the lattes or was a cappuccino that you got there. It was like. A dollar fifty or a euro fifty? I don't know. Yeah, dollar a, a euro fifty. What? That's one fifty. So, so is it okay to get lattes if they're cheaper? <laughs> what was? <laughs> of course, everybody knows me as the latte factor guy, right? You know what's funny, Bobby? They translate my books in Italy right now. I just got and the Italian edition of the latte factor is called the cappuccino factor. So that was also part of me taking Why? a picture with the cappuccino because latte in Italian means milk. So if they right. call it the latte factor, people would think it's like they wouldn't get it. They think it, nobody call. People don't have lattes, by the way, in Italy. They have cappuccinos, uh, but mo- they have espressos, but they don't really have lattes. So anyway, so is the latte factor. like an American thing? Um. It, well, Italy is the one place that didn't translate it as the latte factor. No, but like, do Italians drink like lattes, like a cappuccino with more milk or whatever? They just don't. It's not a thing. No, they don't. They drink espressos. And, you know, it's again, express, an espresso here is like a dollar to a dollar fifty. But, you know, it's funny. When I first got here, people said, well, you know, the whole latte factor thing, it doesn't really apply in Italy. And I'm like, how many espressos do you have a day? And the average Italian then goes, well, I don't know, like three or four or five. Because people go to the They're little there. coffee shops and they have their espresso and you stand and you have your espresso and you sit there and you talk to your friends and you do that in the morning and then you come back for the break and then you come at lunch and then you come in the afternoon and then people have it in the evening. So, I mean, Starbucks came from Italy, right? Like the whole idea is Howard Schultz came over to Italy and saw what they were doing in Italy and brought the idea and the experience back to the U.S. Um, was my understanding of the story. So coffee's a big deal in Italy. Very cool. All right. <laughs> we're going to shift gears because we can sit here. By the way, our, our live audience here, um, on, it's a Facebook audience. We're also on YouTube and Twitter. They are gabbing now about coffee. We're taping this in the morning. So they're all talking about their coffee and waking up and getting that first cup. But they're at home. And I guess maybe it makes sense we sent you a mug because then you can have your lattes at home and save money. But That's I don't right. know. I mean, if you're in Italy, I feel like you got to have their coffee. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. But anyway, we get the point. It's a metaphor, people. Uh, Let's see which one of our friends is going to lead us into the headline. Hey, it's Paul from the Crazy Money Podcast. Money headlines explained six days a week. 
That means you're tuned in to Money with Friends. All right. The article that you brought us, and by the way, David brought us yesterday's story and today's story. So again, working very hard while on this sabbatical in quotation marks. You're a very hardworking man when you take a vacation somehow. I'm not sure how that works, but um, it's from TechCrunch. It's by Jonathan Scheiber. And the headline is, Investors Give Baltimore's Facet Wealth $25 million to sell businesses on financial planning as a benefit. And the company apparently raised $25 million in financing. It's readying a new business line pitching financial planning as an employment benefit to businesses looking to recruit top talent. Employment benefits packages are expanding apparently. So it's not just gym memberships and healthcare. Remember like ping pong tables were a thing for a while or free beer or whatever. Now, you know, they're doing other stuff. They're doing, you know, rideshare services, Netflix. So why not financial wellness? And they've apparently attracted a bunch of heavy handed backers. And then they're getting some early signups, pre-launch partnerships um, to get employees on the program include companies like ClassPass, which I have used in the past. So it's getting a lot of buzz, David. What do you think? It is. Um, Facet Wealth is really getting a lot of attention. And in fact, they're, they've total, they've raised over $60 million. So this was their latest round. Uh, this was their B round and it had some big investors come into it. And, you know, what's the story here? And I think, you know, the story is there are millions and millions of Americans. I'm talking tens of millions of Americans that really need financial planning. And it, it sh- financial planning, my belief is, and this is one of the reasons why I was attracted to this story and this company and this idea, financial planning shouldn't just be for the rich. It shouldn't just be the prosperous that become more prosperous. It shouldn't be those that are secure that have just become more secure. Like financial security should actually be a part of the American dream. And it starts with financial education. And then from financial education, it's a financial plan. Unfortunately, until recently, financial planning has really been something that's been done for the wealthy and the retires, retirees. You know, most people go meet with a financial planner when they're about to retire, which often, by the way, is too late. But the problem has been financial service companies have basically been designed to work with people who specifically have, Bobby, over a quarter of a million dollars in investable assets. And that's really that was the case across the board until I'd say five to 10 years ago. Technology is now bringing the barrier to entry to financial services down. You have companies like Robinhood that is, you know, democratizing investing. And you have companies like Acorns that are making it available to everyone. But that's an investment solution. That's not a financial plan. And so what Facet Wealth is doing is they're bringing financial planning, what I would say, to the, the mass affluent. And I actually spoke to the, the, one of the, the founder, Anders Jones, yesterday. And I, I said, who is your target audience for this? Besides from the fact that it should be a corporate benefit. Because you know, what you just said is they raised money to bring this to corporations, which mm-hmm. is genius, right? Because they're, truthfully, when you go get a job in addition to healthcare and maybe a gym membership, which many places give you, they should give you financial planning because what happens is they know, we know for a fact now that, that an employee who comes to work and has financial challenges at home, whatever they may be, you know, they're in debt, they've got credit card debt, they've got student loans. If that employee comes to work and they are not able to focus because of their financial concerns, that employee is not engaged in the job the way they need to be. So if you bring financial planning at scale to your employees... It's a benefit that can hugely pay off, not just for the individual, but for the business itself. So 
I believe ultimately what you will see in five to 10 years is financial planning becomes very normal as the HR benefit. But I, love I think that. what's yeah. I, th- I think what's needed right now is financial planning needs to become available to people in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s, not just to retirees. So Anders told me, the founder of Facet Wealth, that they they're they see this market of being 33 million people, and that they it's called the mass affluence, people between a hundred thousand to a million dollars in investable assets. That's a lot of people that, for the most part, are ignored by the financial service industry. The financial service industry may give them an investment solution, like, hey, come to us, click on a button, and we'll give you a, a robo-advisor solution, like a portfolio of ETFs, and that's great. But that's not a financial plan. So what, what Facet Wealth is doing is they're bringing financial planning, and the, and the genius in, fi, in Facet Wealth, and this is because they're a new company, they're a technology company, and it, really, they, they started online, right? So they were doing financial planning online before... COVID-19, right. whereas most financial service companies have never done anything online. And so now they're able, they've got over 120 employees and they're able to do this at scale with, an, with all these CFPs doing right. the financial plans online with the customer. So I thought that's super interesting. Yeah. It's exciting to see what can be done. And it's interesting to see how interested people are in this. We asked our Instagram audience if financial planning were, in, were included as an employee benefit. Do you think uh, you would take advantage of it? And the choices we gave them were totally, nah, I'm good. What do you think the, uh, our money friends said? Totally. They did. 77% said totally. I do want to get to some questions. We had a lot of people um, asking uh, questions for you. So let's get in some of our audience questions about this issue. Um, My employer, this is from Kai Letty. My employer includes financial planning. They pitch the high fee commission options. So that's a tricky thing. What do you do? Especially, you know, when people, the other thing I, I wanted to mention is very often people are given benefits, but they're not explained to them. They're told you have a 401k or it's in the pamphlet, maybe the online pamphlet they may or may not read. And then there's a list of things you can choose, mutual funds, and you're not really, you really have to dig deep to figure out what the costs are for each of these. And you may not really even know what you're picking. And these have huge consequences. You know, you just said this, Bobby, and we didn't discuss this this show before we did the show, and I just got a stomach pain from that. And the reason oh, I got I'm a sorry. Stom- <laughs> the, the reason I got stomach pain from that is that what that person experienced, and I don't know if it was a 401k plan or annuity provider, but what happens when companies come into a and they pitch a 401k plan as example. They the XYZ company comes to the other company and says, we're going to put your 401k plan in place. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll bring in our financial advisors to give free seminars and advice to the employees. Part of that is done for a self-service, self-serving reason. They need to get employees to use the 401k plan or use whatever's being proposed. And, it's, and, and I want to see more people use their 401k plan. But the moment you tell me that someone's come internally into a company and has said they're doing a financial plan and instead what they're doing is pitching a high commission investment product, what's happened is you've actually just met with a salesperson. And that is not a financial planner. So a financial planner should be a registered investment advisor. They should be a fiduciary. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain should, what a fiduciary is for people that don't yeah, know? A, fidu- a, a fiduciary is somebody who, because of the way the registrations are, they're legally required to actually e- either, one, be unbiased, and two, provide, show you anything where there's a conflict of interest. They, 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 they legally have to put your best interest first. So 
Um, and I, that, and the whole idea, in my opinion, all advisors should do that. There shouldn't have to be legislation for this issue. You should just always put the client first. You should always put the client's interest first. So what, going back to Facet Wealth for a second, what's interesting is what they're doing is they're going to employers and they're saying, look, we don't have, we're unbiased. We don't have a 401k plan to sell. We don't even, even we'll, we'll do the financial plan with no investment actual product. Now, they do actually have an RIA because I was asking that question and they do manage money, but they don't charge on the AUM side of the managed money. So, where Facet Wealth makes money if you go directly to them is they charge a fee for the financial plan. And right now, they charge somewhere between $600 to $6,000 annually for the financial plan. So, it's important to like, say, like this stuff is not free. And, 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 but it can be extremely valuable. And when you meet with a financial advisor, if the plan is free, where they mm-hmm. don't charge you for the financial plan, well, then you just need to be super clear on, well, if you're doing the planning part for free, where do you make money? Right. And, and it's okay for a financial advisor to make money. They, they, this yeah. is not a nonprofit charity position, but like no. you as a client should know mm-hmm. what you're paying. Are you paying a fee on assets? Like we had somebody here in the chat just ask, you know, should I be right. paying an AUM fee? Are you paying a commission? Right. Um, are you paying fee only? There are a lot of ways to pay that financial advisor. So it all depends, again, on what are your needs, what's your level of wealth. But having absolute clarity around what it's costing you when you work with an advisor is critical. And the last thing I'll say, because I could, I could literally talk about the importance of hiring a financial advisor for hours. I mean, I was raised in this business. I think most people should hire a financial advisor. And I think, you know, getting somebody who is on your side in both good times and bad times is critical because what a good financial advisor can do is, especially in times like what we've gone through this year, Mm -hmm. they can hold your hand when the markets go down. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, there were a lot of people that were ready to, to you know, jump off the ledge in, in March. People were very scared. I was nervous. Uh, I talked to my financial advisor at the time and uh, it, it was good. It was good to have a human being there to speak with. I do want to get in a question because it goes to write what you're talking about now. And this is from our Instagram channel. It's Sarah L. The Mark. Sorry, I butchered your name. Um, with there being pros and cons to AUM versus fee advisors, why isn't there a hybrid approach where you kind of get the best of both worlds? Or is there? There can be a hybrid approach because often what happens, let's use a, when people say, what, what is it? First of all, if you have no idea what these things even mean, what does AUM mean? AUM means assets under management. So let's say you came into my office and I was a financial advisor who charges a fee on AUM. I may charge you for the financial plan. Maybe you'll pay $600 to $1,000 for the financial plan or $2,000, whatever that fee may be for the financial plan. Then let's say you have two, I'm going to use $200,000 as a round number. Let's say you have $200,000 and $100,000 that goes into a diversified portfolio of exchange traded mutual funds. And there may be a fee for that of 1%. Now, the other $100,000, well, maybe it's in a money market account because it's your security money, or maybe you're going to buy some insurance. It all depends where all the money goes. People, they may charge a commission if they recommend the insurance, um, or they may not do the insurance work at all, believe it or not. A lot of financial planners only do the financial plan in the AUM business, and then they refer out the insurance. So, Mm -hmm. I would actually tell you that most financial advisors 
actually are hybrid advisors often. They may say that they're fee-only, but they often they actually are hybrid. Again, it kind of goes back to what do you need? One of the reasons why I think Facet Wealth is interesting right now is I think a lot of people don't actually have enough money to do AUM, but they need a financial plan. So that's the person that, you know, doesn't walk into Schwab or Vanguard or TD. They need somebody to go through, hey, I've got student loans and here's, I want to save for a home and here's how much money I'm spending and my wife and I are arguing over where we spend money. That's where the beginning stages of financial plan come in. Hey, I'm not, I'm not sure how much money to put in my 401k plan. I've got two kids and I need to save for college. This goes back to why I think younger and younger people should be hiring financial planners. Waiting until you're 50 to get serious about money can often be too late. And certainly waiting until right before you're about to retire, is, which is when most people go meet with a financial advisor, is often too late. So I think sooner, sooner is better. All right. We are almost out of time. I want to try to squeeze in one more question. Let's take one from our audience here. This is coming to us from YouTube. We, we taped this show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter live. So we've got Sarah here. She said, when I graduated from college in 97, I had about $3,000 and I could not find a place to start investing. The minimum was $5,000. I ended up spending it all. Sarah, oh my goodness. Oh, well, see, that's super sad, right? And now she graduated in 1997. I wish she had just turned around and bought like Amazon stock because she'd be, she'd probably have over a million dollars now. Uh, but, well, you know, it's sad, but it's true that probably back then she had a hard time finding a place to, to invest that money because places had minimums of like $5,000. Now, the weird thing is, I will tell you back in 1997, I was opening up automatic investment plans for people just like her with $50 a month where they yeah. were investing automatically. So I don't know who she met with, but you could invest as little as $50 a month automatically back in 1997. I know because I was a financial advisor. Today, super easy. Today, you can go into any major brokerage firm or do it online. And we've talked about these firms, but and these are all just free plugs, right? You could go to Acorns online and, and invest like a couple dollars. You can go to Betterment or Wealthfront or Vanguard or Charles Schwab or TD. I mean, all firms today yes. have the ability to work with a small amount of money. And you can do a completely diversified portfolio with $3,000. So I, I would say to anybody who's out there who, only, who says, I only have a couple thousand dollars to invest, that's a lot. Like I, I actually opened up accounts for my kids during the, during the quarantine in March because I wanted them to learn how to invest during the quarantine. And I opened them up both with $2,000 uh, UGMA accounts, kids accounts, and they've been buying stocks. Oh my God. And they're doing so well. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they, they had good timing. <laughs> they don't realize how lucky they are. Uh, but they bought things like zoom. Like one of my kids bought zoom at $175 oh. a share and it's over 500. I'm like, Oh, why did oh I buy God. a bunch of zoom? You know, but yeah, you can, you, you, you can start with small amounts of money. I started at age seven buying one stock a share in McDonald's. So That's awesome. you could start today with literally just a few bucks. Hold that thought. I want to get to our takeaways. But first, I want to let people in on how I run my business, which started, by the way, as a side hustle when I was still full-time employed. And I met you. I was at Reuters. I had this idea for a book and and to talk about financial grown-ups and you know, learning about money as you become an adult. And I needed a way to keep track of my money. And 
I learned pretty quickly that it's definitely important to be making the money, but keeping track of that money is literally just as important. And so is, by the way, receivables in your business. Make sure you bill people. To do that, I have been using FreshBooks, like I said, literally since I started the business. Um, It's been awesome. It's super easy. You can invoice your clients. You can even do proposals through it. Um, Even more important, they now have ways to get paid faster. They automate so much. They have reminders for your clients, this and that. I love that it connects to my business bank account. It tracks everything. Taxes this year were super easy. I can also go in at any time and they have all kinds of graphics to see how your business is going. Accounting matters. So check it out. Go to moneywithfriendspodcast.com forward slash freshbooks and you will get 60% off the first three months when you sign up. That's moneywithfriendspodcast.com forward slash freshbooks for 60% off the first three months when you sign up. And by the way, feel free, you guys, you can DM me on Instagram. Bobby Rebel one um, or at Money Friends Pod. If you have questions about fresh books, I use it. I love it. It's great. Check it out. David, what is your takeaway from our conversation about having uh, getting getting more people involved with financial advisors? You know, first of all, I would say that if, if anything we've said has resonated with you and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I, I, I could probably use to speak with somebody. I could use a financial planner. Um, again, I get asked this question all the time. So there's two things. One, come over to our website finishrich.com. I've got a lot of content that we will be putting up continually about how to hire a financial advisor, when to replace a financial advisor, and where to find them. Um, The company we were talking about today is called Facet Wealth. And I realize that if you've never heard that name before, let me spell it to you. It's F-A-C-E-T wealth.com. And that's a company, again, this was a non-paid advertisement. Like this is just a company that we read about. Happened to, I spoke to the founder yesterday. Uh, they are doing now financial planning for really everyone who needs it at a, at a very low price. And you will always be assured that you're working with a CFP. Um, and that's, again, facetwealth.com. You can go check that out. And thank you for the plug for CFPs. Um, I actually, so I am a CFP. I am very proud of it. Big accomplishment for me. Um, not a lot of journalists go out and get that. I actually just um, renewed my uh, membership. They have us do continuing education, which is something also really important that you know that, you're a C- that your financial advisor is a fiduciary, as David talked about. And of course, for me, I think being a CFP is also something you can look for. They don't have to be a CFP, but I know as a CFP, we're constantly doing continuing education to stay up to date because a lot of things do change um, with different political waves and so on. Um, So I love this as a CFP. I think there's all good things that can happen, getting financial advice, more mainstream, throwing it in with corporate benefits, raises awareness and makes it more accessible and probably a lot more affordable to more people, a lot less intimidating, right, David? I mean, that's the thing. It's all about being approachable and not scaring people about money. 100%. I mean, as you know, I've written 10 books on personal finance and yet the number, and people read my books and then the number one question I still get from people is, are you managing money anymore? You know, who who should I hire as a financial advisor? So even when you go read the books and listen to the podcast, most people today still want somebody to both help them and watch over it with them. Mm -hmm. And I think if if you can find a good financial planner that you can work with, not just for years, but often for decades, it can be a game changer for your family. I know having grown up in the financial service industry, my family, we often worked with three generations of of a family, right? Like the grandmother, Mm -hmm. the mother, and the daughter. And so, you know, that's a generational legacy thing that 
I, I think just realizing like you, if you find the right financial advisor and you're, let's just say right now you're in your fifties, you may be actually finding a financial advisor who can also someday help your children. So yeah. it's a big, it is a big thing to find a good financial advisor, but man, when you find the right one, he or she could be worth their weight in gold for you to change the direction of where your life goes financially. And then also prevent you from making big mistakes. Cause sometimes it's just one big mistake that can really hurt you when it comes to your money. Yeah. I mean, think about if you sold um, when the market was cratering in March and then didn't get back in immediately or whatever. It just, you could really have lost out on so much that has happened since since the spring. Um, because for all the tragedy that we've had in the world, the stock market's done okay. And it's important that you have that um, confidence in, in your ability that you have somebody with you that can kind of hold your hand sometimes, at least for most of us. Um, I know I've benefited from having a financial advisor and it is somebody that um, came to our family through my dad. So mm -hmm. I think it's, it is good to have that multi-generational tie and to see kind of a holistic picture. Um, congratulations again, before I let you go, Finish Rich is now live. I know you've been working on that for a long time. You're also working on your podcast. Um, where can people find out more about all of these things and keep up with you because you're not going to be back with us for a full month. Oh, well, please come over to I wish Rich. I, we literally cannot. I, I thought you were going to tell me to come over to Italy. I'm like, I wish I could come to Italy. I wish you could come over to When you can, ah. I will take you out for that espresso we were talking about. Definitely. Um, here's what I would say. Come over to my website, finishrich.com. There are now 60 brand new articles on personal finance that we've put up. My podcast, The David Box Show, is there. So on finishrich.com, free content that can help change your life when it comes to your money. And also get our newsletter because our newsletter goes out to over 100,000 people every single week. And it is just packed with great content. We're putting out three new articles a week in there. And that's right on finishrich.com. And the one thing we didn't even talk about today is our free class for first-time uh, home buyers. We have a course for renters who want to buy their first home. And it's free. And it's right at the top of my website. We've had over 10,000 people go through that class since the last time I talked to you, which was a month ago. And they're loving it. So if you have any interest in going from renting to buying a home or learning how to go take a home and buy your second home, uh, there's a great course now right at the top of finishrich.com, all free, 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 free. <laughs> and rates rates are still at historic lows. So now is definitely a good time to buy a home or refinance. But certainly David and I are both pro home ownership. I know that's a controversial topic, but I do think that it's a great way to uh, invest some of your money and live in just, I, I think it's nice to own. It's nice to have the lifestyle of being an owner. I don't know. Uh, David, thank you so much. Everyone can also learn more about David and the rest of our thought leaders on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Please follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. You can be part of our polls and questions and get a shout out in the show at moneyfriendspod is the handle on both Instagram and on Twitter. And of course, join us for our live recordings. The best place to do that is on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, just search for Money with Friends and subscribe and uh, get alerts for when we are live recording with our incredible cast of thought leaders. David, thank you so much. We'll see you in a month. Baba, you're welcome. Have a great month. We'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. 
For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.